Welcome to the Holiday Decor Podcast, your source for the year-round celebration of holiday hope and seasonal cheer. To help you usher season's greetings into your home, here's your host, Ann McDonald. What do you do when you're Elf and you're in a household with a bunch of Scrooges? Or maybe you're Scrooge and you're in a household with a bunch of elves and you know you have to do the holiday decor and you just don't want to. Hi, this is Ann McDonald and I want to welcome you to the Holiday Decor Podcast. Well, we're going to cover keys for keeping those relationships intact when it comes to actual holiday decorating right after a quick word from our sponsors. Wish you could learn holiday decorating like the professionals? What do they know that they aren't sharing? How do they get those gorgeous garlands, trees, and ornaments? What does it really cost? Well, now you can find out. The Holiday Decor Training Institute is the premier online training location for holiday decor. We serve professional designers, decorators, manufacturers, hobbyists, and casual enthusiasts alike with different education tracks. As a custom holiday designer and manufacturer behind the scenes, I saw there was a strong need for training of all kinds. So two years ago, I founded the Holiday Decor Training Institute. Learn more by visiting www.hdtilaunch.com and get the inside track. So really, what do you do? It's time to decorate for the holidays. You know it's got to be done. You actually want to do it somewhere deep in your soul. You want to have this beautiful home, this beautiful space and place. But you got this family. Maybe the people that you're living with are like, you know, every year it just kind of falls apart. Somebody gets stressed. Somebody's drinking too much. Somebody decides they're just going to leave. Somebody else is doing something else. And all of a sudden you feel like you're left holding the bag And you know you don't want to play the martyr card. You're not trying to be a victim, but it's like, okay, I could actually use some help around here. This is not just my house. Have you ever felt that way? I know as a mom, I was always feeling like I was pulling teeth to try to get people to help. So what we're going to cover in this first episode is really simple. Our theme for the month of September in our Holiday Decor Training Institute is connection. How do we actually stay connected? One of the biggest pieces is the actual relationships, the relationships we have in our home. I'm going to tell you some stories and give you some tips. The first one centers around the whole concept of, isn't holiday decorating just something you just kind of do? Like you just kind of wing it. And why would you even think about designing it or planning it or anything like that? Our first secret key is really simple. It's actually design and plan out your holiday decor. I know I have some friends who are like, mic drop on that. They're like, no, that ruins the whole thing for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, you would not uh, build a house without an actual design. The whole thing would fall apart. You probably wouldn't cook a beautiful Thanksgiving meal or a Christmas dinner or a New Year's Eve. You wouldn't throw a New Year's Eve party without a little bit of planning. Well, why do we think we can wing the holiday season? Guys, it's one of the most stressful times of the year. We know from the statistics that people have, you know, there are more deaths, there are more suicides, there's more stress, there are all these kind of nefarious things that happen around. So anything that we can do to kind of limit that, especially in something so seemingly innocuous as holiday decor, I actually think it makes a huge difference. The first thing is we actually learn how to design and plan the holiday decor for our homes. 
So over the course of the years, I have discovered that there are a bunch of different motivation types for design. The first type is called aesthetic. It's where the person or the client or you as the homeowner, the only and highest goal is how this thing looks. The second type I've noticed is the person who's all about the function. Like maybe they're having a big family gathering and it all is about the function. So everything about the holiday decor has to function a certain way. The other kind of motivational type that we've discovered is the emotional type. And this is where most people fall in the holiday decor vibe, if you will, like in the when we're decorating and helping people and training people on how to do holiday decor. And one of the problems with the emotional piece is that unless we actually communicate our emotions to our family, nobody can like go inside of our soul and read our emotions. And so one of the key aspects of planning is making space to actually say, hey, this stuff really matters to my emotions. And especially with holiday decor, you know, somebody can pull out a nutcracker collection and then they start to cry and you're like, okay, is that a good cry or a bad cry? Or somebody else pulls out like some old wrapping paper that they inherited and and somebody else starts to cry and you're like, is that a good cry or a bad cry? <laughs> As a holiday decorator, uh, one of the reasons I created the Holiday Decor Training Institute was because I was like, and we need to train people up on this stuff so you can have really successful projects, even if it's just for your own home. So the first tip, how do you decorate for the holidays without ruining your relationships? Three secret keys. First, guys, get a hold of this. It's okay to design. It's okay to plan. In fact, it's not only okay to design and to plan, you should. Okay, that's secret key number one. We have a bunch of free resources on our website. We got free webinars. We got all sorts of stuff that you can access. So don't worry if you've never had any training on this before and you're just new to this whole thing. Um, we've got free resources for you there. But first, you got to actually design and plan. All right, what's the second one? So this was a concept that hit me Again, when I was working with a client, and this was one of those things that's kind of centers around the whole concept of permission. All right. We're going to take a quick break for one of our features, our weekly features called Tinsel Time. And then we're going to be right back with secret key number two. Welcome to Tinsel Time, where we enjoy something extravagant every week just for fun. Want a holiday decor that's sure to dazzle? Ditch the greenery and use large ostrich feathers to create over-the-top elements in your home this season. A few years ago, Anne created custom garlands, wreaths, and trees in oversized ostrich feathers for a dramatic look. Add in crystals, gold rounds dipped in glitter, and fairy lights for an ethereal holiday. Light and dramatic, this unconventional use of materials is sure to impress. See a few pictures in the show notes at HolidayDecorHome.com. So what does permission have to do with holiday decor? Well, just let me set the stage for you for a minute. Year 10 into a marriage. And every year for the past 10 years, you've been collecting maybe some ornaments or a nutcracker collection or building out a collection of the Christmas village stuff. Or maybe you've inherited something from, you know, a grandmother or an aunt or a mother or a father or a mother-in-law or a father-in-law. And you feel like you have to put every single thing that you have accumulated over the past 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 years for the holiday seasons 
out that it actually has to be part of your holiday decor. I, I tell clients, I'm like, you you actually have permission to not put absolutely everything out every single year. And they kind of give me the look like the deer in the headlights look like, I I do? I I don't have to take everything out of the storage shed or the garage or wherever they've got it stored and bring it into the house. I'm like, yeah, you, you actually don't have to. In fact, it would probably be better if you didn't, which comes up in step number one, right? The secret key number one, if we design and we plan out our holiday home based on what the motivation type, is this an emotional type? Do we do we care just about how something feels? Is it all functional this year or is it all about the aesthetics only? Once we decide on that first thing, what the design, the plan is going to be, what the motivation behind it's going to be, then we can actually step into a very powerful word. It's called the edit. So key number two, secret key number two is the edit. And the edit is tied to the permission. You have permission to not put everything out every single year. You know, I actually believe that stuff can carry like an energy or a resonance of things that happen around it. So if you had a particularly traumatic holiday season or, you know, there was a big family argument or something like that, like the stuff actually resounds with kind of that energy or that trauma or the good memories, right? It can also resound the good memories. One of the things that we counsel clients to do, and I have done this myself, is we take out all of those collections, all of those holiday decor things that, you know, we're so used to putting out year after year after year. And what happens is it just gets more cluttered and more ugly and more kind of janky every year. And we simply photograph it. We set it up like an almost like an art photograph thing. And we take beautiful pictures. Let's say you have a nutcracker collection. Mo there are a lot of people that have nutcracker collections, okay? Expensive nutcrackers, not expensive nutcrackers, big, small, all different types. And so not every year you have to put out your whole collection. It's just, you just don't have to. You have permission now. What you can do is you take the photographs and then you have it made into a photo book. There are so many different photo sharing sites. You just upload those pictures now, you put it into a pretty book, and then you can put the book out in your holiday home. And when you're feeling the need, you know, you want to bump up your emotions or whatever, you just want to look through it, then you can, but you don't have your entire space cluttered with the entire collection. Okay, we do this with Christmas villages. If you don't want to have the village out every single year, you don't want to have the nutcrackers out. You don't want to have all the teddy bears out. You don't want to have whatever it is that you've collected over the span of your, you know, marriage or or whatever it is that you've collected over the years. You don't have to have it all out. So tip number two is get really comfortable with the edit. Tip number two, I call it, well, secret key. Here's the thing. It's, it really is a secret key because I, I, again, I can't tell you how many times people are like, I actually didn't know I had permission to not do that. I'm like, yeah, you, you don't have to have all that stuff out every single year. And they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it changes everything. All of a sudden they get their living room back. They get their family room back so that when people congregate, People aren't tripping over stuff. You know, you don't always have to reset everything after you have people over. It's like there's enough space for people. So that's secret key number two. Now, key number three. First, let's, let's review for a second. 
The first thing, we have to learn to design and plan our holiday decor. Even if you've got a 600 square foot apartment, give yourself permission. Let's have some fun with it. Think about the colors. Think about what you want to do. What's your motivation behind the holiday season this year? Do you want, do you care all about how it feels? Are you like all about the emotions for this season, right? You want to create this space where people feel a certain way, where you feel a certain way. That's one type of motivation. Another type of motivation is function. Maybe you're in a super small space and you're like, man, I got to have this thing function. So I need a super trim Christmas tree or maybe no Christmas tree at all. Or maybe you're going to do a bunch of wreaths or something like that. So it's all about the function. Or maybe it's all about the aesthetics. Maybe you're like, you know, this year it's all going to be about a specific color or a design style or something like that. So the first thing you're going to do, you you pick the design, you plan and design. And again, guys, we've got resources. Go to the website and get the free resources. Okay, the second thing is the edit. You don't have to put everything out every single year. That's the second thing. The third thing, holiday decorating is just like fish. It's good for a few days and then it gets stinky. Okay, so here's the key. Here is the secret key. Allocate no more than three days to put up your holiday decor. When those three days are done, the boxes get put away. Anything that isn't done gets puts away. Everything else gets buttoned up and that's it. You just like tap out, right? They What is that wrestling term? It's like, okay, they, they're MMA or whatever. I don't even know what that is, but I know the phrase tapping out. It's like, okay, I'm done. I'm tapping out. And once we get a hold of that, which is easier, by the way, if you're planning and you've edited. So number three is way easier if you've planned and edited. All of a sudden, instead of your family tripping over boxes and running to like leave the house when it's time to decorate because they're like, oh my gosh, this is going to take two weeks. It's going to suck. It's going to be awful. Mom and dad are going to fight. Nobody's going to get the lights right. It's just going to be a mess. Um, all of a sudden, it becomes a an event And there's a starting date and an end date, and then the house gets tidied up. So it's actually very simple. And it's this whole concept of, wow, what if I actually did just try to do it in a day? If you can do it in a day, do it in a day. If you need two days, okay. But three days max. All right, now I'm talking about a house. Now, if you've got a, you know, 11,000 square foot house or a 16,000 square foot house, you're probably bringing in teams to help do this, okay? I'm talking about just a normal house that you're going to decorate for the holidays. What you don't want to do is have a bunch of junky boxes and you're like trying to decide and you got all this stuff out and the dog's tripping over stuff. The dog goes into the holiday decor box, picks up something, runs away with it. You know, the kids are tripping over stuff. Bring those keys to you from experience. Okay. I have had seasons where I did not design. I've had seasons where I didn't do any of these. And what happened is you just kind of get this unsettled thing. Our spaces and places either move us forward or hold us back. That's a quote I share with my clients all the time. That the spaces and places that we inhabit, they're either helping us move forward in our life or they're hindering something. And one of the easiest ways to get the hindering piece out is to deal with the decor and the stuff coming into the space. It's actually not that hard to design and plan for holiday decor. 
It's not like we're redoing a kitchen. It's not like we're going to redo the entire house and holiday decorate at the same time. Guys, please do not do that. Okay, that's a that's a topic for a whole nother episode. But uh, let's not remodel to try to throw a Christmas party in your house. Okay, so you got to do the remodel and the Christmas party and all that kind of stuff. First, you've got to just allocate some time to sit down and design and to plan. All right. And like I said, we have free resources. Take advantage of the free resources. We have free webinars. We've got all sorts of stuff that you can access on the website. Second, make sure that you have and give permission to edit. Okay, maybe you have this thing where every year your husband wants to set out one of his collections. Okay, my husband actually has a collection of really beautiful airplane models. And every Christmas, I would give him a new, really beautiful airplane model. And what we found was that, you know, like 15 years in, I'm like, holy cow, I need a room for the airplane models. <laughs> it's like a rut row. So, uh, you know, okay, well, let's just photograph these things so they don't have to be out all the time. My husband's an aviation buff. And so having the airplanes is just a really special treat. But we've got to make space for each other's edits, right? That's how we don't ruin relationships. Maybe one year it's the husband's collection. Maybe one year it's your collection. But it doesn't have to be everybody's stuff every single year. And here's the thing. That dead relative is not going to come back and see that that village is not out. You can take a nice picture, set it up now in the fall when it's not Christmas yet, take some good pictures, have a beautiful photo book done. And you can also give copies of that photo book to other members of the family who are ticked that they didn't get the Christmas village. <laughs> There's a gift idea for somebody. And then third, we got to schedule it. Like, when do you put up your holiday decor? I personally am a pre, don't yell at me, I'm a pre Thanksgiving gal. I like putting up the lights early. I like having that stuff early. But what I do is I decorate so that the fall colors and into the Christmas season are transitional. It's very easy to transition from kind of the Thanksgiving table type look into the holiday decor type look. We actually, I actually designed an entire holiday line called Aspen Winter to handle that transition. And, you know, the colors and all that kind of stuff, things come out and other things can go in when you move from November to December. Now, that's not for everybody. If you know when you're going to schedule the holiday decor, you set aside three days and then you can enlist the help that you need. Maybe you bring your family in. Maybe they're part of the design process and then edit. Not everything has to go out. So write down what are your collections, right? Do you have a Nutcracker collection, a Christmas Village collection? Do you collect garlands? Do you have a wreath collection? I have a, like lots and lots of different types of wreaths that we use. So I'm not using everything every season. And then schedule it. No more than three days. And really make the decision as a family. Are we a pre-Thanksgiving? Is the tree, are we going to put up a tree before Thanksgiving? Some people are like, Anne, I, that's just sacrilegious. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> whatever. I like to do that. It's fun for me. Uh, but if that's not what you want, then don't do it. That's what's beautiful about holiday decor. And that's what's beautiful about our relationships is that we can actually navigate those with our own family. I mean, I think back in the day, you know, people went and got their Christmas trees on Christmas Eve, 
right? Or like the day before Christmas Eve. So traditions change and that's okay. I think that's a, a really important piece as we're dealing in holiday decor. We got it ebb and flow with what vibes for our family and our relationships. We're going to take a quick break, do a thank you from our sponsors, which make this holiday decor podcast possible. And then we'll be back to wrap up this week's episode. Are you or someone you know interested in learning how to decorate for the holidays without busting your budget, especially as a savvy design conscious holiday enthusiast? Reserve your seat for an exclusive free online training webinar covering three secret keys for someone who actually cares about how the holidays look. Elf is awesome, but sometimes we need a bit of restraint. Not always, but in this free training, we will cover secrets to make your spaces wow without draining your bank account. Visit www.holidaydecorhome.com for more information. Make sure to reserve your seat now as our exclusive free live trainings are limited to 100 spaces. Again, that's www.holidaydecorhome.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. So what is your motivation type? Are you all about how it functions? Are you all about how it looks? Or do you just want your holiday home to feel a certain way? You know, it doesn't matter what our motivation type is, but if we can articulate it, then we can, in fact, design and plan our holiday home. The holiday decor should be fun. It should be one of those breaths of fresh air in an otherwise what could be a stressful season, especially now with everything going on in our world. This should be a time when our spaces and places, the spaces and places that we inhabit with our family and with our friends, with our pets, with our community, that it actually moves us forward in peace and hope and it doesn't set us back. So what do we do? We actually choose to design. We're going to set aside some time to design and to plan. And I've said this to you guys before on this podcast, but we have free resources. Let's do this together. Okay, let's have some fun with this. The next thing we do, we have permission to edit. Not everything that we own for the holidays has to go out every single season. I think there were two separate times where we took out all of the holiday decor. We laid out those big blue tarps and we laid them out in the backyard and then once in the garage and we put out all the holiday decor and man, did we edit. We edited, edited, edited. I'll have to share you a funny story in another podcast about our yellow snowflakes. Not for this one, but suffice it to say, that's a good story. We'll tackle that in design. And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to keep this. I can take a picture of it and I can donate it and it's going to bless somebody else. So we have permission to not put everything out every single season. Photograph those collections. Take advantage of all the tech that we have now. I mean, gosh, you can even have those picture frames where you can actually include a bunch of different pictures and you can swipe from the picture frame. So you could hang it up. You can do it in a photo book. You can do it in a, a like a live photo frame, you know, that sits on a desk. Just think of creative ways that you can actually showcase your collections without actually having them in the space. And then third, calendar it. 
schedule the installation, the uh, what do you want to call it? The bringing out of the holiday decor for your home this season. Schedule it. When's it going to be? Let your family and friends know. Or if you want to do it all by yourself, I don't recommend that. But if you do want to do it by yourself, you just want to have some peace in the house, kick everybody out for the day. Okay, but no more than three days. Remember, holiday decorating is like fish. It's good for a couple of days, but then if the boxes are still out and there's crap everywhere and it's not organized, well, relationships can kind of get stressed. People get cranky and they'll be in the space and they'll be like, I I just like kind of feel unsettled. Well, the spaces and places that we inhabit either move us forward or hold us back. So if there's a bunch of junk in the space, people are going to, they might not even be able to articulate it. They're just going to be kind of cranky. So stay connected. That's our theme for this month. Stay connected. Your relationships matter because when the holiday season's over, you're still going to have those relationships. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to check out those show notes at www.holidaydecorhome.com. I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Holiday Decor Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere awesome podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. For more information and tips on how to turn your home into a place of joy this holiday season, please visit HolidayDecorHome.com.